welcome to another episode of Top Shelf Nerds, brought to you by Nerds Amalgamated from That's Not Canon Productions. Um, this week, it's myself, Buck, with DJ, and we have our special guest, Ra. So, let's see now. First up this week, we have Telstra has actually gotten themselves in trouble for dodgy billing and being fined. Oh, oh damn. And I, and I have to say, I'm loving it. <laughs> um, yeah, Telstra has admitted to it, it may have charged customers um, up to charged up to 100,000 customers for third-party content like apps and games without them knowing. Uh-huh. And they're looking at paying, they've got to pay a fine of $10 million for the mistake. All right. So, yes. Tel- Telstra, the big, the big arrogant telco, has Why are they been arrogant? Out. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff that, if you look through the history of um, Telstra, where they've had complaints about um, them spying on employees as well as customers, where they had, like, at one point they actually had, they actually used to apparently have uh, microphones recording conversations in the workplace. And also, yeah, like even to the point where um, staff that were serving you in the shop, apparently a lot of that was being recorded as well. Oh, yeah. And they weren't weren't actually telling customers that they were recording it. Uh, is that that's probably why they have to do that now? Um, well, they're supposed to be doing it then. Legally, they are required to advise you. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, they they weren't doing it. That that's going back a, a few years now. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I noticed this story during the weekend. I was just like, oh, Telstra, <laughs> you've gotten caught out again. I know they, they like have a pretty bad rap, but I've like, I mean, just personally, because we've been with Telstra for a pretty long time now, just because. I guess that's you don't really have any other options really in far in where I live, um, but I've had a pretty good like overall time with them. Like I haven't had anything bad ever happen, uh, and I guess that's rare. Maybe I don't know. Out, it's out been of, all pretty fine for me. Out out of the millions of people in Australia, you're, you're one of the only people I know. Yeah, like every time they call, you know, they ask how's the service. They call once in a while. Have any problems? <laughs> Can we fix anything? And I say, it's all good. Can we get faster internet? And they usually say yes. And the speed usually increases. So I've had it all okay. pretty good. And they usually give me free stuff in the mail as well. Oh, I don't know. Lucky, lucky man. I've got that free, like, the Telstra TV thing, which is kind of like a Chromecast, but Telstra's version. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've got that at my place as well. Mm. Um, but, yeah, no, the, um, the history between myself and Telstra is actually pretty shattered. Oh, is it bad? Yeah, I've heard oh. some people have bad experiences. Yeah. They, they kept... They, there was a massive issue with a bill being that I'd paid that they kept saying they didn't have any records of, and they started they they wanted to they started suspending my account and so forth on my mobile phone and oh yeah no even, I'm definitely not even though I could mobile. even though I could I was giving them the receipt number where I'd paid it on the on um e epay mm, and, right. and so forth and well yeah. I don't find their mobile plans very competitive at all. Like with internet, I think it's fine. Plus, I don't really have, they don't really have much competition depending on the area. But um, with mobiles, I don't know. I don't think their plans are very competitive at all. Do you, guys, re- do you, do you guys remember the time when um, Telstra had the whole, you have to pay five cents on your mobile, on your mobile phone bill and you couldn't pay it through, through BPay and whatnot? Or was it one cent? No. It was, was it one cent. Phone of, bills, mobile phone? 
Yeah, you know, for mobile phones and home phone bills, you have to pay like they. Some customers were given a five cent bill, and you have for to pay what? pay just five cents just of a phone bill. Right. Because no. you you put in the figure on BPay in cents, and tell, so if Telstra refuses it, then that's their that's their problem. You've paid it legally; they're obligated to accept it. Yeah, but hang on a second. Uh, it was either one cent or five cent. But it, it was it, this was early two thousands and. It was it was an outrage. <laughs> like, how can oh. I pay five cents through my post the post office? But uh, I would have just told them to get stuffed. They they're refusing payment, and you're trying to pay it. Then that's their problem. <laughs> I would I would pay them for the five cents at the post office or whatever, and ask for change. That, they don't. Get, <laughs> some of them don't even do that though. But with this, but what with this thing though, the it does begs the question: Does uh, but let's make the question: are, are phone companies as bad as banks nowadays? Uh, Telstra's had a very checkered history for a while. What do you mean not... by as bad as banks? Like, well, what's wrong with, with banks the, now? Well, I don't know whether you guys have been following the news about the whole um, bank pra- banking sector is going through inquiries on how. Um, they got a Royal Commission looking into the behavior. Yeah. And there was the whole bribery for loans scandal with was it nab the other week yeah it was um no westpac it was westpac was, and then commonwealth and then was it westpac that had the bribery i thought it was nab I think, I think it's nab and then west i think a couple of other banks are involved in it now but primarily okay. it was nap but uh they were also talking about how the um the behavior of the um the staff as well and not telling full information to the customers and yeah, it's it's now coming. It's starting to become a correlation that the banks are as bad as the telco companies. Okay. Mm, well, I kind of think you have to do your own research. Like you shouldn't just rely on the banks to like tell you everything. I mean, they're just an individual working there. So like I like I mean, majority of times that I've dealt with banks, you just gotta do your own research. Hmm. <laughs> I can hear someone somewhere making a racket. Oh yeah, oh, people yeah. just some people came home. Okay. Uh. Actually, oh, anyways, yeah, you got it. Oh, anyways, in this article, they were saying about um, something about premium premium direct billing yeah. allows te- allows telco customers to sign up for third party contents like ringtones, games, and apps, and have the d- cost directly charged to their phone bill. That is quite ah, <laughs> oh, that is painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and saying, but the industry has cooled on with it. Uh, has cooled on it with Optus stopping the service. And Telstra following so on third of March, but this, like I said, this type of shady practice. Uh, why hasn't? Why wasn't it caught earlier on? I've got no idea, man. Um, just looking at the, some of the stats here, and it was sixty-two million dollars basically charged by Telstra through this premium direct billing from two point seven million mobile phone numbers. So. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta you gotta look love the amount of money that they've ripped out of people. Sixty oh. sixty two million from three million people. Wow, that's a lot of in app purchases and ringtones. Yeah, but that's basically over what was it? Um three so that's like twenty million dollars per person almost. Whoa. Oh, that's nasty. It's nasty. Like that, that's a lot of fappening. <laughs> Twenty million dollars. What would you buy with that? What would you get with that amount of money? Oh, but uh, I, like I said, Telstra. Like I, th- I think this, this, uh, this type of action, it's like a warning shot to the tel- other telco companies saying, "Hey, you guys, don't do this sort of practice. 
or else the courts will bite you in, in the butt. Well, Telstra's been in trouble for anti-competitive practices where they were actually stuffing up a lot of the other telcos um, a couple of years back now as well. So, yeah, Telstra's been forced to slowly become more appropriate in its behaviour. But will it last though? That's 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 going to be a big question. Will it last long, or will it just be one of those? Ah, eh, we'll do it for the time being, and then six or seven months down, seven months down the track, they'll go. Oh, we'll go back to business. Go back to where we were. I don't know. I don't think so because the ACCC is involved, and they've been they've been watching Telstra pretty closely for a while. So yeah, as soon as as soon as they start getting caught for something, the ACCC is getting involved and coming after them. So um but yeah so if we hear any further on that we'll make sure we i'll keep an eye out on that and let, let you know if we hear anything further um <laughs> now you were saying about the arizona governor is banning self-drive cars yeah so after the well as a the governor has um put a law in stating um suspending uber's autonomous vehicle testing program uh because of the uh, f- world's first fatality, including a self-driving car, uh, which uh, for the for the uninitiated, it's what happened was on Sunday, eight, March the eighteenth, a forty-nine-year-old woman was struck by an Uber driver while pushing her bike across a darkened street. She was taken to the hospital and later um, died from her injuries. Uh, so a video has been released uh, re- lately about showing the incident. Yeah, right, from the- I have to read the whole article to us again. Yeah. Um, yeah, but. The police report about that was anyone would have actually ended up having an accident and it was unavoidable. It wasn't just the the fact that it was an autonomous vehicle. So, yeah. and who, it's a testing program by a company. Like who, are they actually doing this in Arizona, are they? Yeah, it's just, they're doing it in Arizona. It sounds like they're doing it from Arizona. But uh, what no, strikes well, me, what strikes me about Arizona to somewhere else and do it. We'll take out we'll take our bat and ball and our millions of dollars that we've got that we're investing into the local economy and we'll move to another state. Well, the investigation is still going though, so the the, the likelihood of them moving to another state would be pretty hard in the middle of a court case because it, it, it would just be look it, be, it would just be saying like case? an admission the investigation. I meant this whole investigation. Police, police have already said that the accident was unavoidable so if there's any other further investigation going you got to wonder about is it being what what's the motivation behind it is it uh, is it there's some other sort of motivation behind there where the governor's getting kickbacks from somebody and he's it could be it. influencing it well uber ceo is saying that um while she's fine while she's found uh, while the person's found it um disturbing and alarming um Person, well, while well, the CEO of Uber has found it disturbing and alarming, the governor has said that involving improving public safety has been emphasis of Arizona's approach to autonomous vehicle testing. And my expectation is that public safety is also the top priority for those who operate this technology in the state of Arizona. So, and, and we'll have the link available for you so you can read it yourself. You can yeah. read along with you can read along with DJ. <laughs> <laughs> All right, as a guest, I must leave. My family's back, and ah, oh, so ah, oh, man. Alrighty, well, nice having you, man. Yeah, yeah, no worries. All right, see. Ya. See ya. Godspeed. See ya. Okay. Um. Well. But yeah, back to where we were talking about. Um. 
I don't know, man. Like, even if they move to another state, this will be like a stain in the rec. This this will be like a a very big stain to wash out. Basically, trying to improve, trying but, to test this. Are they going? Is is the they're going to be as much of an investigation into every other fatality involving a car about as to is it is it actually the car's fault and therefore let's suspend all operations involving that particular brand of car. Hmm. Like, I, I'm sorry, but are they are they going to have that as an attitude towards everything else that is happening? Like, it's complete and utter garbage. Yeah. Well, this, wait, this wasn't the... Well, while this because, incident was... Yeah. Um, Uber themselves have proactively suspended self-driving operations in all cities following that the incident yeah so like honestly i think the governor of arizona is just trying to get his face in the media and he's just he's been smoking too much of that green tobacco stuff that's having arizona in um colorado <laughs> see i think the the arizona is he's just using he's just afraid that oh we, if we if if this is the one incident oh there might be more incidents going to happen of course there's going to be more incidences happen in the long run um like the number of people who are killed by car accidents every year is ridiculous and a lot of them can be avoided and that's the reason why there's laws such as no playing around on your mobile phone while you're driving so like i can i can get out all the research that i've had to read while doing my bachelor's degree looking at traffic psychology stuff and the number of people that have died as a result and the likelihood of increasing you having an accident is ridiculous. Um, I think it's oh, like yeah. 20, 20, 20 to 30% more likely off the top of my head that you're more likely to have an accident if you're distracted and looking at your mobile phone rather than paying attention. So... Um, and not to mention, this is not to mention though, this is not the only first death involving a self-driving car there was also the other one where some guy was watching harry potter and he got killed by uh but after being hit by a truck so i think like i said people are just still not people are still going eh should i really buy an autonomous car even with those deaths but okay so nearly 1.3 million people die in road crashes each in the u.s that's 3287 a day on top of that, another 20 to 50 million are injured or disabled. So uh, unless they're going to start taking the same approach to every accident that happens, uh, I think the Arizona governor is just pursuing some other agenda and isn't actually interested in safety. I think that they're just that there's something else that needs to be looked into there. Hmm. I guess so. I guess so. I think, yeah, I, I think this guy is just trying to nip the, nip, nip, uh, kill the golden goose by... <laughs> Roasting the golden goose. Okay, 962 people were killed in motor vehicle crashes in Arizona in 2016. How many? 962? Yeah. Nearly 1,000 yeah. people were killed in motor vehicle crashes. 65 <laughs> more than the year before. Wow. <laughs> which is a 7.3% increase. So I'm sorry, but was the governor jumping up and down about every single one of that, those 1,000 deaths? I bet not. <laughs> I and bet not. And that's just the deaths. That's not the disabilitating injuries and so forth as well so yeah nah it's i think yeah this governor is just trying to make him look good make himself look good 
Is it actually who is the governor of Arizona? Uh, Doug Ducey, D-U-C-E-Y. Oh. He's a doozy. I'll give you that. He's yeah, he's he's got a he's got a great name, hasn't he? Um, <laughs> well, just to show you how backwards Arizona is and how enlightened New York is, Jaguar this week um, unveiled the self their own self driving car in New York. Ooh, Jaguar. And I have to say, it is. It is actually looking kind of nice. It's an SUV sort of looking thing, and it's got a big bubble on top that is reminiscent of the, the lights they used to have on top of the police cars back in the 60s and 70s. Oh, that was beautiful. Um, is, it so, a concept, is it a concept car, or is this, uh, out, is this out on the roads already? Um, I, not exactly. I, I don't think that's actually been released for sale. I think it's just because it's um, still on the testing and so forth. So they're, they're actually running the testing in New York's, but driving conditions, because if a car can drive there, it can drive anywhere. Mm. Pinch in a line from the song. If it can make it there, it can make it anywhere. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, the simple, like, it's, they're, they're moving forward. Um, like, I'm not trying to minimise the fatality. Like, it's, it's sad. I've seen a video of it, and I have to say that the person running across the road in front of a car is kind of silly. You're supposed to look both ways and avoid things. So if you run across the road in front of a car, I'm sorry, but you're making the world a better place. Try to do it without damaging a car. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. Like, after this whole accident, people, they're saying, um, looking at the article, public confidence in self-driving tech has taken a severe hit. So... Yeah, but that's an automatic knee-jerk reaction. And the simple fact is, Every new technology always takes a hit whenever something bad happens. Yeah, guess so. Like whenever there's a plane crash, plane stock takes a takes a, a dive on the stock market. Um, but it's still the safest way to travel is by plane. Yeah. So, mm. like fatalities are going to happen. People are going to have knee jerk reactions and generally just be complete morons most of the time, with in some way. I know yeah. I do it occasionally. I look back at some of the things I've done growing up, and I think I'm surprised I'm still alive. <laughs> but for this Jaguar car, it's, I think I hope it does better than I hope it does better. Like it, it, it um, what's tip coming out of my uh, what's in the tip of my tongue? Um, I hope it steps up the game in terms of self-driving cars. Oh, uh, the technology is only going to improve. Like the the fact that this is actually actually operating on public roads is something that's been getting worked towards as I think we were talking about this back a few weeks ago. And yeah, I was saying that a lot of this technology has been getting developed since back in the sixties and seventies. Um, I think they even tried, might've even gone back to world war two um, autonomous operated or something that was being worked on. Hmm. Um, yeah. It's slowly coming along. The fact that it's actually on the road now, that they're not racing to push it out and risk people's lives. Um, yeah, it's taken 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years or more to get to this stage. And the way technology's increasing and improving, 20 years from now, I think autonomous drive vehicles running up and down the roads will be the norm rather than an exception. So... So you so hope and the and the beautiful part about Jaguar is their body 
the car their um car body is durable. I don't know if I don't know if it's as durable as Toyota though, but it's durable enough to withstand damage. So it can, it can handle when the idiots run in front of the cars. You're saying probably. <laughs> wow. Um. Yeah. Look, the fact is that there's going to be fatality in stuff, no matter what you do. You can try and limit the possibilities of accidents happening. Um. But yeah. Um. There's. Is it? I think it was Jack Nicholson or Jack Nicholas, the golfer, um, had his arm chopped off by walking through a propeller blade on a small plane. Oh. Uh, oh. And he was a licensed and experienced pilot from memory. Wait, you mean Jack, wait, Jack Nicholson or Jack Nicholson? Jack Nicholas, Jack... the golfer. I, yeah, think, I... I think it's him. He's the one-armed golfer, isn't he? No, I don't. I saw Jack Nicholas play, the, play a couple of years back oh, and no. he had both arms. He's the one-armed golfer then. Unless you're talking about one-armed bandit, but... <laughs> No, not talking about a poker machine. Uh, no, Jack Nicholas. He's got um both hands. One Jack arm. Newton. Jack Newton. Sorry. Oh, Jack Newton. Um, and he still plays golf. He's actually he's he's an Australian as well. Nice. Um, yeah, he's born in Cessnock, I think it was from memory in New South Wales. Um, yep, you're right, Cessnock. Like this is you a guy it. who was playing on the professional golf on the PGA golf tours and was one quite a few round like quite a number of the competitions um yeah walked in front of the walked into the propeller blades of his Cessna so the 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 reality is that you think you'd pay attention to the spinning blades on a on an airplane engine you think people would pay attention to the fact that cars are driving down the road and trains coming down train tracks but you've got people that step in front of them so yeah like the, there's there's videos on YouTube that you can go and watch that about near misses and so forth where people almost get hit by trains and hit by cars and there's all oh. the dash cam videos where people drive in front of trucks and then they get surprised when the truck suddenly can't stop right when they're right underneath them. Um, yeah, hint hint for those people. It takes a lot of effort to stop twenty to fifty tons in a very short space of time. It takes it takes more than it takes for a small little hatchback that's going to become paperweight when it goes under the front end of a truck and if you think it's bad for a truck think about the train you look you're talking hundreds of tons sliding on steel they don't stop quickly so you got people parking the driving around the barriers at the level crossings and getting hit by trains so as far as safety is concerned um yeah it's there's going to be fatalities the technology is improving, and one of the things that they're working on is avoiding this sort of fatality. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But I have, getting back into paying attention to what we're supposed to, starting to get distracted on a tangent there, but also expanding on the idea of how stupid the argument is from the governor of Arizona. Um, <laughs> Jag was unveiled a very, very attractive-looking car, and they're planning to build oh, yeah. up to 20000 high-paced vehicles in the first two years of production. So it's everyone else is moving forward with developing and researching technology. Yeah, yeah. Sooner or later, I think this um, this whole accident that happened recently, I think it'll be a distant memory once the technology uh, gets improved. Uh, It'll still be there. Like if you start talking about safety issues and so forth, there's the records are kept and people look back like, there's still, you'll still hear about the, um, was it the Impala? Um, 
there was a Ford, Ford Impala had the, was it the Ford Impala? Um, had an incident. No, it wasn't the Impala because that's a Chevy. Um, yeah, Ford had a vehicle back in the 70s that they did a cost analysis of whether it was worth putting on a $14 item or selling the car at a cheap price. And they worked out that the cost of each death was only going to be 200000 The cost of putting the part onto the cars was going to be so many millions. You mean the Ford Pinto? That's it, the Ford Pinto. Thank you, Wikipedia <laughs> uh, and Google. I was actually looking at this in a, in a lecture the other week, a Synetics thing. Um, yeah, they ended up being sued for, by... Uh, in relation to the accident and all the information came out in discovery and everything like that, that that was Ford's attitude and Ford changed the, the manufacturing practices when at, it became law back in 1980 or, or late 70s that all the safety stuff had to be there. And yeah, like there was, there was a lot of arguments about this sort of stuff. So yeah, when it's, it's never going to be forgotten. It's, going to be there and we're going to learn from it but yeah 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 Mo- moving on yep um you were saying something about an improvement in mobile devices with youtube yeah um youtube has recently come up with an update from for its uh android app that will adjust the uh, player to dynamically fit the vertical and square videos that means no more black bars when you're looking at the um when you when you're watching a movie, no more of the black bars taking okay. up the screen time. So this will be a this is a good addition when you like watch when when you're watching a YouTube video. So you don't have to when you, you so you don't have to tilt the screen when you when you see the black bars. So this is a good idea. And so they're impro- they're improving the quality of their, t- their technology to keep up with everything else. Yeah. At last. At last, yeah. And they call it the dynamic player. Uh, yeah, it's a dynamic player. So it's only taken them um, a couple of months, te- a, a decade to catch up with technology. Oh yeah, a decade. Like you could, I remember, you could watch YouTube videos on phones a decade ago, and they're only just catching up with the idea now that that you need to make it so that it's less of a problem. Well, mm. I, I, I think this is a. I, I don't know the, the the question for me is because with YouTube going through a lot of stuff at the moment, is this kind of like a gimmick to try and pull back YouTubers from saying, Hey guys, um, come back to join, come back and make content for us. We've done this. Um, we've, we've made um, leaps and bounds in changing our player design. Mm. I think mean, it's just, they're just responding to market demand to improve the quality of their products. Yeah. That's uh, what else they're saying. They, they announced this whole, they announced the dynamic player in June last year and rolled it up. Rolled it out on iOS in iOS devices in December, and yeah, it's oh, iOS only. So yeah, it was iOS even, only. It's not on Android. No, it's on Android now, but back then it was iOS only. Why is it everything when it first comes out seems to be going like everyone seems to be chasing after Apple, but uh, all the intelligent stuff happening with Android and non-Apple. Like so, all the IBM compatible stuff is where all the smart money's still operating. But then you go and find all the all the apps from government departments and everything else goes after Apple and operates on Apple. But that's only technically a small part of the market. 
but that's because it's the it's because iPhone has just been a huge marketing. When when iPhone first came out, it was just like, oh yes, this is the phone for the for the next generation, and people used iPhones just to record tons and tons of content and upload it on YouTube immediately. It was just the whole availability of phone no, to YouTube. I remember people were doing stuff with Nokia before that with, yeah, when they were video, up. It was more the video quality and quantity, I think. Yeah, most of the well, I don't know because Nokia had pretty good quality stuff and so did Sony and Samsung. I think it was just all the hype around it was. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The apple. I'm uh, sorry. I, I know I always attack apple. <laughs> we all know it, Matt. We all know it, Buck. We all know it. Oh, man. But, yeah, I think if finally it's come to Android, I'm, I'm happy with it. But too, I think it's too little too late uh, for, uh, from, what I, from what I've seen. It's just too little too late. Like, YouTube, people are leaving YouTube because of other problems. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, finally, at least, it, goes to, it comes to Android. Finally. Apparently, um, I'm just, just curious. I just Googled um, the details on that that the market percentage and iOS has for 13 years and older is an estimated 43% in the United States based on a three month average ending in December, 2016. But in Japan, um, they've lost 5.5% of their market share. Oh man. And in every other market, apparently it's dropped in 2017. So, so- yeah, Apple is still the thing. Apple is still the thing, but yeah. No, no. Um, it's fifty-four percent. Four percent is described as being Android, but um, well, they're actually saying with BlackBerry and Windows Ten, so they're not even discussing Android. So yeah, um, that's according to the Com Store. So mm. which is an Apple thing. So yeah, you got to wonder about the validity and the. 43%, but yeah. iPhone take market a... is dropping around the world. Yeah. I think it will take, it, it, I think those statistics, yeah, you need to take it with a grain of salt and yeah, you're right. iPhone, it's kind of, it's dying down because the whole pizzazz after Jobs, after Jobs is passing, the whole iPhone pizzazz has kind of lost its shine. Actually, sorry, plus we... it's, okay, I've got here from Reuters. Um, Apple has declined to 33, well, 32.9% in the United States in mm-hmm. sales, and that's from 40.6% a year ago. And that was in just, that was in 2017. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know why everyone's chasing Apple. And YouTube is done. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, it's, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. Actually, this next one, um, Microsoft is going to be ruining the day for a lot of the pimple-popping 
self-indulgent winners playing on um, Call of Duty and so forth online, apparently, <laughs> you're saying? Oh, yeah. So basically, Microsoft has unveiled a new code of conduct. And uh, you might be interested to know that using offensive lan- language on Xbox Live, Skype, Office, uh, shared documents can land you in some serious stuff. <laughs> oh, it's... You were, you were just... going to swear there, weren't you? Yeah, oh yeah. You're you're you're, you're reading the starting to read the first paragraph. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Right. Now tell us what you uh, think uh, about uh, this. Uh, oh man, I I could get very very salty about this, but uh, they're why? trying to follow what. Uh, oh come on, we're we're a family show. But why are you, why are you getting salty at the fact that they're they're telling people to be intelligent and behave like a human being and and appropriately rather than because. Because swearing is part of being a human being in terms of expression of anger. Not to the level that you see when you go watching a lot of these games. Like, seriously, you got people sitting there, they're swearing at each other and carrying on in a ridiculous manner. And you don't get that in any other area of life. Yeah, but it depends on context, though. Like, you could, like, it'd be no. like you and. Oh, come on. Okay, okay. Man, I've worked in, I worked in logistics. So I've worked in warehouses and around truck drivers and so forth. And there, there's times when, yeah, people swear. But most of the time, no. Because it's not, it, you don't need to. And it's not acceptable. Even if it's an incompetent person uh, that, you're, uh, that you're forced to work with. As I said, you, you, get, sometimes, you get sometimes where you do. You you will hear language being used, but mm-hmm. most of the time, no, it's not accepted, and you will be pulled up for it by the other people you work with or the boss. It's called being professional. It's called being a human being and part of society. You're not allowed to walk down the street swearing and carrying on like you hear some of these kids do in these games. And it's not just the kids; that's adults and people of all ages sit there and they just troll for the sake of trolling and being painful. So good, good on them. Like Microsoft, big thumbs up from me. <laughs> They're saying here um, that if you get caught, you, you, you are likely to, you, you could be looking at account suspensions or bans from Xbox services, time cut, time cut, cut off um, your Xbox Live Gold membership or lose funds tied to the account. Well, that's come, That's a couple of the consequences. Okay, well, that's fair enough. Um, they're allowed to dictate that, that, that that's the behaviour requirements of being involved with them. Because legally, if you take offence at something, like if you can actually be charged by the police for insulting language and so forth for swearing and being abusive. Yeah, but this is where but this this just kind of treads a fine line. Though. This kind of like Why? blurs the line. You're in a public forum. Why is it blurring the line? No, it blurs the line between like free speech and. No, it doesn't. Yeah. You're okay. allowed to discuss whatever topic. Just discuss it as a human being. Okay, legally, and the swearing. Legally, you can be charged for the, for that sort of language in a public forum. And but that's free, it, but that doesn't make any sense though. Isn't pardon? But that doesn't, doesn't make sense though. In Free terms speech of like, is not a universal thing. It's something the Americans go on about, but it's not something that's protected everywhere in the world. So stop watching, even the, stop watching the stupid American TV shows, as a particular police officer I know says. This we're, we're Australia. <laughs> well, okay. What about what about the UN human rights as 
okay, go go look at the the UN human rights and and tell me exactly what it guarantees because mm-hmm. I have read through the Bill of Rights, the the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, and it doesn't guarantee free speech. It doesn't guarantee you the freedom to go stand there and swear. And even if it did, it doesn't matter. It's not the UN can't do anything about it. They're a toothless tiger. So, so even if, so, even if I say like, oh, um, flip you, um, flip you, blah blah blah, I could be, I could be liable to be arrested. I'd be liable to be. You could be charged. Yeah. Okay. We're not Americans. We're Australians. And even in America, you can be charged for abusive language. Not necessarily. Yeah. One second. Uh, freedom of thought and conscience. Freedom. To, oh, okay. Everybody has the right to freedom of opinion and expression. Yeah. Isn't isn't speech a part? Isn't speech a form of it though? Opinion and expression. Yeah, but it, it's not. It doesn't say you can go swear. You have to abide by the code of conduct, which is the society you live in, and the laws of the country you're in supersede the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Okay, granted, but it's still uh, it's still there though. Like, uh, isn't aren't the aren't freedom of expression well, means you're allowed to say that you think something is wrong. It doesn't guarantee you the right to swear. Plain and simple. Uh, I, I, it's, it's a, it's a very, very touchy, touchy subject, isn't it? Like the it's, whole concept of free speech and whatnot. And, it's black and white. It's black and white, yeah, but there are, it's just context. It's no. Okay, so let me get this straight. So okay, let, 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 let me get this straight. So if you and I were playing Mario Kart, for example, and you win, and I swear my butt off. Does that mean my um you can you, you can you can sue me and arrest me? Oh, I can't arrest you, so I'm not a police officer. But I can no. I can make an official complaint about your abusive language and obscene behavior. Obscene get, language. That's insane. I, okay, I'm looking at um, Queensland government website here. Use an obscene language. It's not an obscene. It's an offence to use obscene language unless it's used in a public unless it's used in public. In some situations, obscene language used in private or at home may be considered an offence if it's in relation to other acts of domestic violence. Now, that's just an an explanatory thing that the the government's got up here. It's not the actual law. It's just helping people to understand things. Um, You've also got to look at the idea that you've also got to consider cyberbullying in this case. So verbal abuse are considered when you're applying for a domestic violence order or a piece yeah. of good behaviour order when you're being harassed online and you can be interviewed by the police for a criminal offence. See, uh, we, we're going to go into a bit of a touchy situation, but yeah, it's... No. I know, the, what, what, my, people, what Microsoft... People just need to grow up and behave like human beings and adults. You have to, yeah. you have to accept there's a consequence to your behaviour and, like, you've got trolls that sit there online just abusing people and, like, I've said... I've, I've, Played games with friends online, and yeah, that I was a new new gamer on one of the games, and so I wasn't perfect, and I was copying a ridiculous amount of abuse from someone, even though they knew I was a new gamer. And I can guarantee you, these little keyboard heroes wouldn't have been doing the same thing if they were talking to me face to face. No, no, that's it's the whole anonymity, but but uh, you're not, and there's not an anonymity to it. Legally, you have to accept 
responsibility for your behavior. There there are kids out there committing suicide because they're being bullied online and everywhere with this sort of behavior. So Microsoft is stepping up and saying, you've got to act like a human being. So if you find that touchy and offensive, I'm sorry, but you got to drag your head out of whatever hole you've got it stuck in, whatever bucket of sand, whatever. You got to, you got to accept the reality that the world is saying, no, this isn't acceptable. There's kids that, as I said, that are committing suicide in response to being bullied. It's as I said, man, it's very touchy. I'm not familiar with the whole scenario with the whole cyberbullying aspect, but it's just having people like it's just okay. Let's say saying if if I were to say to you, you suck. Does that mean that you're gonna go to the, you're gonna go to the nearest mm. police station and say, oh yeah, no. this guy uh, abused me? No, but you like you you got to understand like legally you can't you can't even verbally threaten someone without it being considered an assault. Yeah, you can literally be charged with assault for for for, for saying that you want to go and bash someone. Yeah, okay, that type of language, yes, okay, I understand, but it could be um, that it's deemed offensive and it's threatening. I agree with that one. Like, if, if someone was to say to you, okay, hey, okay, Buck, um, you you go and die in a hole and I would love, I will see you die in a hole, you could, and that could be... Te- but that's some of the, that's what Microsoft is banning. Yeah, yeah. That's I, the sort I think- of... That's the stuff that they're saying is no, that's not acceptable. Yeah, but what if it and, was... and that's in response to the fact that it, legally they have to do it because they are able to be sued over a lot of this conduct that's happening, and they're like it's they've had this code of conduct as part of their thing for yeah. ever. Like it's whenever you play one of their online games and you agree to the terms and conditions, that's actually in there. Like yeah. I remember sitting down once and reading through the entire list of terms and conditions for a game and it actually has this sort of stuff in there and that was back in 1994 i think it was i was in high school at the time wow and we read read all the way through and we and there was stuff there like that after 9 11 they introduced started introducing into some of the games you're not allowed to use it for terrorist purposes so people are making like people are sitting there and carrying on and microsoft is only is just saying look we're reminding you that this is a condition you've agreed to and if you continue we're going to kick you in the pants like i say good on microsoft for taking the stance and saying enough's enough yeah i sent you that uh a link to that website there by the way so you can have a bit of a look at some of the bits and pieces Hmm. um but let's let's move along we probably talk about this for the next year and (laughs) argue about it um yeah, Gundam Gundam Origins have announced a new episode. Ooh. It's I'm 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 loving it. The whole Gundam Gundam is just an absolute fantastic series. But they've, I, I, they've confirmed I, Rise of the Red Red Comet is confirmed to be the last episode. For uh, the Gundam the Origin, hey? Gun, Gun, Gundam the Origin. Hmm. Uh, I've Sorry. I've only Oh yes, um, sorry about that. Um, I've only started recently watching Gundam after the um, uh, what was what's the last the last series I've been watching was um, Iron Blooded Orphans. Beautiful, okay. that was a beautiful series. I've downloaded, I've I'm so obsessed with that series to the point where I've downloaded the soundtracks. It, it's beautiful in all its in terms of story, characters, the Gundam designs, um, the um, the sorry, music. Sorry. So the instructions there, just to clarify, you bought those off of um, one of the musics, didn't you? Oh, um, oh, 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 hey, uh, 
Yes, <laughs> but I, I, I thought thought you would have. Yes, you're you're, an, you're a good honourable young man. Yes, <laughs> yes, indeedy. But other uh, 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 as I said, it's it's a beautiful series to watch on country crunchy roll the the series itself. Okay. Um. So yeah, no, I just I I saw that uh, just a couple of days ago, and I was just absolutely thought, oh no. They're saying it's the end of that particular anime project, and same as yourself. I've been watching this, and yeah, I'm I'm loving a lot of it. It's it's going. They're playing back in the old school anime, going back to like Robotech for some of the influences and the artwork. And um, the it? final uh, sixth episode is going to get theatrical screenings in a select thirty five theaters across Japan. Wow! For a four week period. Then it will be released on DVD and Blu-ray on in July. So in May, if you're in Japan, you can actually go sit on a big screen. What was your fa- What's your um, most favorite Gundam series? Um, I, don't, I I've enjoyed them all. Like they they all interact so well. I'm not going to say that I enjoy one more than the other. I've just enjoyed the whole thing because it's it's been pretty well done. Hmm. Although looking at some of the the origins stuff with some of the bits and pieces, there's been been some fun bits and pieces with that, with just the the left left field coming in with tricks and unexpected surprises and twists in the plot. Um, yeah, they're not just going with this is the expected storyline. This is how it's going to go, and like it it goes through the standard process that pretty much all anime goes through. But they have little pop plot twists and surprises that pop up every now and again and you sit there going so yeah i've only been recently watching the gundam series and besides gundam um i'm blooded orphans i've also started watching um gundam unicorn my god that is a good that is a beautiful beautiful series uh see that's the, the joys of being old is I've watched so much different stuff. Like I, I was, I was sitting back the other day with a friend and we we're trying to, we wanted to sit down and watch, watch a movie and eat a pizza and whatever. And yeah, we're trying to work out what to watch I'm looking at all the different bits and pieces. And they, they were, I think it was on Crunchyroll or one of the others. And they actually had vampire hunter D for one of the particular, for one of them. And we watched that. And it's just like, it took me back to being a kid again. Like, Vampire Hunter D's classic. Oh, uh, there, there are some classic series. There, there are some classic series I would like to watch back again. But uh, yeah, um, but um, what's my favorite classic series I want to watch again? There's a series called X. I think I've seen some of that. Um, my one of my favorites I've got to say is good old Robotech. Mm. Like it, it, it was just a massive thing. Like going back before, like that and before Voltron and so forth like you got that and then yeah yeah the the old original Astro Boy oh like, I'm sorry but you, the the, the original I remember watching the original Astro Boy when I was just, not, I even, started... not even my brothers were prepared to try and touch the TV when that came on I saw the uh 2002 series of Astro Boy and that was pretty good that that one was pretty nice nicely made it was nice. Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to detract from it, but yeah, like the original Astro Boy is just amazing. Um, but moving along, um, 
you were telling me about Mr. Spock's son has decided to keep it in the family and married a, another a, another crew member from Star Trek. Yes, uh, apparently Len Nimoy's son Adam and um, has has married to Star Trek Deep Space Nine star Terry Farrell, who I don't know if anyone is familiar with the actress name. But she was in a couple of um, TV shows before Star Trek Deep Space Nine. So I think she was in. She was in Deep Space Nine. She was in De- uh, Beck- She was in Deep Space Nine as uh, Jaxia Dex. Uh, Jaxia Dax. That's one. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. I was looking at a picture of her now. I recognise her. Um, apparently, they met last year's Star Trek convention in Las Vegas, and he was actually interviewing her at the time, and that was when they went public. Sorry. Ah. Yeah. Way to way to go, live <laughs> you, live long and prosper. You know what's the interesting thing about Ter- uh, Terry Farrell? They, I think she has a star named after, an uh, asteroid named after her. Does she? Yeah, her the asteroid name is two six seven three four Terry Farrell, discovered in two thousand one, and was named in her honor by its discoverer William Kwong Yu Yuen, Y E U N G. Do you think he was a bit of a fan? Oh, I think so. I definitely think so. He was oh no, he's actually an amateur photographer, uh, amateur astronomer. But yeah, uh, that's interesting. How she she's got a comet named after her, an asteroid named after her. Let's get them. Let's get confused. You're confused. That's not an yeah. thing. What are you but confused yeah, she, about now? No, the asteroids and comets are differences between them. But that will be another day. But oh. uh, yeah, she was in um. She was also in another famous TV show known as Becca, as the um, as the coffee shop owner named Reggie Costas. Yes. So that's a so yeah, way to go for the way to go for um Mr. Spock. Well, Mr. Spock's son. Yeah, Mr. Spock's and son. And I have to say, congratulations on not calling him Doctor Spock. He wasn't Doctor Spock. He was Mister. <laughs> um. Now you also during the week you gave me a piece of news that I'm calling fake news. <laughs> just, wow. just steal a line from the the the, the champion the White House. So, uh, apparently, EA Sports is now at work making an open world Star Wars game. Um, so the oh, words going around words going around about it. <laughs> okay, well let, let's clarify this. There was a job listing discovered by GameSpot advertising for an engineer for EA's Vancouver studio for a Star Wars open world project. Although regular listeners will remember we discussed the other week that apparently EA was having their license pulled by Disney. So I don't think... We'll have to wait and see whether there's further information there. Do you reckon this is Disney saying like, all right... Hmm? Um, Okay, no, sorry. I was just reading the article here and it's just saying that yeah, there was a job listing back in 2013, so I thought maybe you'd gone to an old news article. Huh. Um, Do you reckon this is Disney going like, all right, I know, I know we screwed it up, but this is your last chance. Make us a very, very nice Star Wars game, and we'll forgive you. We'll keep you. You can keep the license. Well, I don't know. Like, there's like Disney was apparently pulling the license, so if they're pulling the license, then they won't be allowed to. So this is more like so. I know this kind of blurs the line between fake news and and 
oh, this is a plot twist or fake news to the saga, Buck. Yeah, I'm just one. I'm just wondering here because yeah, um, Buck's done dumbfounded no, by the whole thing. Well, I'm just trying to find some details. There's there's talk that Disney might have pulled the license, um, and it's essentially a, a rumor. There's I can't find any actual confirmation. So maybe Disney hasn't pulled the license. So yeah, um, be interesting to see if there's any confirmation. If Disney does come back and say, yeah, no, that they, they, they're not allowed to, yeah. This will be. This is a, this saga. This whole Star Wars and EA saga is just an ugly, ugly saga. Like well, with all the look. I know that for a fact EA has taken a massive beating in stock value. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, if and a whole do, ton. Of- if, if they're allowed to pursue making an open world game, then yeah. But here's the thing: with if they make an open world game. Will this be, Will they put in the dreaded loot box and system again? Because I don't know. Sucks. There's there's such a massive backlash. Like I have to like I was a fan of EA back in the day, but they've been just continuous expansion of the DLC loot box stuff is just stupid. And there's legal ramifications that they're facing around the world now as well. They got to classify yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So <laughs> I was just talking to one of the forums online and. Yeah, in response to the the, the the suggestion that Disney's going to pull the license from EA, some someone's responded, "Give it to Blizzard. The company still has some standards. Maybe they can make a proper Star Wars MMO." <laughs> oh, that would be interesting if Blizzard took it. That would be interesting. Well, they they've got a track record for great games with um, World of Warcraft and so forth. Hmm. Yeah, this like I said, this this I hope EA improves its position. It's, maybe this maybe new... Disney's going to buy EA. Oh, oh, that will be a very very big buy, and a lot no, of game. Well, I don't know. EA is going down, so maybe oh. they'll maybe they'll just acquire EA the same as they've acquired Lucasfilm and number of Marvel, other, number of other things over the last few years. So. Maybe well, they'll acquire EA and they'll launch all their games through EA. What's gonna what uh, the interesting thing with EA if if Disney if um Disney buys EA is how they're gonna deal with the sports games and and uh, whatnot because the sports games are are always the backbone to EA EA overall. But like, even in the sports games, they're being they they're, they're dropping the ball because they're doing the downloadable content and so forth in that and. Mm. People are just getting sick of it. Like, you don't want to sit there and be playing a game and go, oh, no, sorry, you're not allowed to get that. You have to pay to get access. If you want such and such a player, you have to buy so many credits. Oh, yeah. You don't want to be playing a game and get that pop-up every five minutes sort of thing or every now and again, whatever it is. It takes away from the game. You want to be able to sit down and play a game, relax and have fun. You're already charging us $100 for a game. Don't keep dipping your hand into my pocket to try and get more money. Like, be satisfied with the 100 bucks or whatever you're charging me and then just move on. Yeah. You want me to spend more money, give me give me better products to buy. Yeah. It, it, it will never end. This whole, uh, I think this EA, it will it will survive, but this after Star Wars, if, if it does well with the open world game, good on them. But I, know, I'm, I think you and I are skeptical after the whole loot box debacle. So, yeah. 
Well, people people are sick and tired of they. You buy a game and then you get the added. Oh, you got to buy. The, hmm. I don't want to be paying more and more and more time. Nobody else does either. You, yeah. you go. Do you go buy a car? You you get to drive it out a lot. Oh, you've got a, an extra twenty five thousand dollars to be able to have the indicator to turn left and accelerate about five kilometers. <laughs> like, wake up, EA, and get your act together. <laughs> anyway, folks, that's it for another week. Oh, oh, oh! Before we go, we have some we have some good news about uh, some very very um, interesting stuff from our from that's not Canon Productions. Yep, I was just about to say about that. If you gave me a chance. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Jumping in too quick and too eager once again. Who's hosting this show? Who's hosting it? <laughs> but I, this is the news I love so much, you though. Damn dirty droid. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, once again, thanks for listening, folks. Um, we've got merchandise now available through the That's Not Canon Productions. Um, we should have a link in the show notes to be able to go to the site to order. Um, yeah, if you are interested, let us know. There's shirts, bags, cups, hats, mobile phone covers even, I think I saw somewhere there. So show us, show us some love and get some product that shows the Nerds Amalgamated logo. Drop us a, drop us a line on underneath the podcast or go to the, the facebook page leave us a comment there um, we have other content that we put up on the facebook page about different things um the dj seems to be a little bit too enamored with marvel i think sometimes but <laughs> um yeah think thanks very much for listening once again it's goodbye from me and so long from him so long guys Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.